All right, all right, all right. It is Thursday, January 25th, 2018. It's 8 p.m. or thereabouts. Which means it's time for Oscar Mike Radio. And this week, well, I don't have any questions. Well, I do, but I'm going to rant for a minute. I, I don't understand this government shutdown business. I just don't. I, I don't. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. It's, it's kind of embarrassing that we have to shut down and get anything done. When you think about it. And while I know, yes, I know that I have really tried to stay apolitical like, like a good soldier should. I'm reading my ex example, my instance, excuse me. This whole tussle over budget and this and that and DACA have potentially created a, a mess for our military. And I don't understand it. I mean, I mean, you know, they, they don't care if troops get paid or have what they need. Don't care what it takes as long as their agenda gets pushed forward. And it's kind of a, a weird to me. I really don't know what to say. I really don't understand it. So I said to myself, you know, I could approach this week and talk about all the whys uh, of the government shutdown and, you know, uh, go hog wild on certain aspects of the political spectrum. But I thought a, a better thing to do would be to really kind of share with you what actually happens when the government shuts down to our military. Why is it significant that the government shuts down when there are troops deployed overseas or sailors on ships in the middle of the ocean, oceans, because the Navy's everywhere, or submarines? You know, what happens when we have, you know, Air Force uh, tankers refueling bombers and other aircraft over... Um, our country and to other parts of the world. You know how fast can our army, um, you know, deploy somewhere if needed. You know all kinds of questions. And instead of making this a rant or a sermon or um, a lecture, I simply said, you know, the best thing for me to do this week, and because I'm trying something new, I, I, I'm. I'm I'm going to you know, tell you right now, I'm trying a different microphone this week and a different setup. We're going to see how this works and sounds. Right now, I can tell you that it sounds on my headphones a lot, lot better than it has before. I can hear myself way better, which makes uh, this a lot more fun. Not that the other way I was doing it wasn't fun, but this is more fun. I can 
tune the volume and the sound right where I want it. So I'm kind of messing around this week. It uh, may sound different, may sound good, may sound bad. I don't know, but I just want to tell you that. Um, again, this is not designed to be a sermon. This is just, hey, when our government, our United States government shuts down for a day, a week, a month, Here's what may happen to your son, daughter, husband, wife, who's serving the military. Okay. And the first thing is, even though the government is shut down, and let me back up and say this, um, where I'm getting this all from is a military.com article that, that goes over line by line how this affects service members so that's my source and i just looked at it and add my own uh, flavor of jelly to it and and call it a sandwich all right so to begin again even though the government is shut down which means um service members will not get paid now, Congress has done this before where they shut down the government and they have enacted the, the uh, Paramilitary Act, which is an exception for our military. But if they don't enact that, if there's that much uh, turmoil in, in Congress, your service member is still expected to show up for work and train. That means showing up to the rifle range, showing up to do maintenance on trucks, showing up to do parade duty, showing up to do guard duty, showing up to do uh, maintenance duty on planes, admin duty, rifle cleaning, inventory, so on and so forth. They are expected to show up for work even though the very real possibility exists for them that after the next pay period, they will not get paid until the government starts back up again. Now, now think about that for a second. One of the very first things, unless you're an intern, a non-paid intern, which is a different situation entirely, but if you're a, a, a nurse, doctor, waiter, you know, construction worker, whatever kind of service or, or solution you provide, if, if your employer or customer cannot pay you for services rendered, you're not expected to show up at all. Why would you? Why would you give away your time if you weren't going to get paid for it? But we, yes, we, but you and me, because our our service members literally are serving us during this time, are expected to show up and perform their duties with no expectation of compensation during this time. Now, maybe if it's a day or week, some might say, oh, it's no big deal. But... Consider if you're an E1 to E3 in any one of the branches of service or even an E4. Let's just say E1 to E5. 
and your 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 gross pay is about I think an E5 is clocking in at what about 23 to 2500 bucks right now. I know like an E2 E3 is like 1800. So let's just let's just call it 2500 just to be square a month. That's it. That's what you get a month. Now, Grant, you're getting your 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 meals and your your room and board paid for and your medical, dental, all that's taken care of. But still, you're not exactly breaking the bank, and you're working a whole lot harder than a lot of people for their money. And you have to buy fuel for your car, buy food for your kid, buy clothes for your kid, buy food for your wife, clothes for your wife. You have to be able to maintain your uniforms. You have to be able to pay for a haircut or get a haircut. You have to be able to buy, well, not boot polish anymore, but you may have to buy some other kind of uniform maintenance item. You may have to buy new gear if you, if you if the job requires it. In other words, what I'm trying to say is you, you can't really exist a long time in the military without pay coming in. It, it doesn't work that way. Um, it's just nature of the beast. You have to be able to get to work somehow. And I can tell you most, if not all, these bases that are out there do not have public transportation going to them. So if you're in Camp Pendleton, uh, Luke Air Force Base, you know, uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, I could go on and on and on. And you've got to drive, you know, 10 miles in the base to get to your post. Well, that's fueling your car. And if the chow hall is not open to feed you because it's shut down, because it can't buy food or, or, or materials to make food, uh, what are you doing then? So to me, that the first and most egregious thing is if the government shuts down, you are required to show up for work, but we don't have to pay you. Now, it's my understanding that once the government starts back up again, they get that money back. But still, if it's a, a month or, you know, two months, that's that's like dire. Okay. So that's one. That's the first thing I want to cover. Um, second thing was I learned about is say the government shuts down and your your loved one family member is killed in action they will not receive the pentagon's one hundred thousand dollar death gratuity during a shutdown they will not receive any kind of military funded travel to dover air force base in delaware or anywhere else for a dignified military funeral memorial. So um, you're kind of on your own there. You live out in Idaho and your son's uh, remains are coming into Maryland or New York or Georgia or Texas. Well, you better figure out a way to get there. Not their problem anymore. And I don't know about you, I'm, I'm reading this, and about this time I'm getting really kind of irritated that we have senators fighting so hard for other groups of people 
and don't care who they're going to hurt as a result of this. It really kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. And here's the next one that I really think every guy in the military and, and, and woman in the military can appreciate and is near and dear to our heart. Military families that are going to make a, a PCF, PCS move. Edit that out. Military families that are getting ready to make a permanent change of station or a PCS move or, or troops getting ready to travel uh, you know, due to a new duty station. Well, with, during the shutdown, that's all on hold. So you as a good little E4, you've gotten orders that you guys are going to move to Okinawa. Or let's just say, let's just say Germany, even better, right? And you're getting packed up, you're set to go, you've told your landlord in your apartment out in town that, hey, uh, we're moving out on, you know, April 31st, we're out, we're gone, and April 28th comes and you're shut down, you're not going anywhere. Oops. Oops, what do you do then? What do you do then? I mean, you're going to go to Germany, just not right now, right? You'll have to wait. So your stuff's packed up. Hopefully uh, the, the, the moving office, TMO, hasn't come and packed up all your stuff yet to get it ready to move. You're just going to sit there in a holding pattern. Now, maybe your landlord can do a emergency one or two month lease, maybe. Maybe not. But the fact of the matter is, you ain't going anywhere. Ditto for the little E2 and E3 that got out of their uh, MOS school, which I've said before, MOS school was almost as bad as boot camp in some regards. And they're thinking, you know what, I'm going to get to go home or I'm going to my studio station. I'm out of this. Nope, nope, nope. You've graduated your tanker school, but geez, we can't send you anywhere. So guess what you get to do for the next month or two months? Field day the barracks, clean the tanks, field day the barracks, clean the tanks, pick up trash, rake the gravel clean the barracks. You get my drift here? I mean, you're not going to get to do your job because you can't go anywhere. Okay? I mean, there's no point in you spending your hard-earned money to go to your next duty station. That's the military's job. So, you're either stuck waiting to move to your next duty station with your family, which must make certain wives really happy, or you're sitting there Still, you know, taking orders from an instructor who would rather just, you know, bury you than to look at you. It's wonderful. Isn't this great? I mean, this is what you signed up for, right? Wow. Medical care is next. I love this one. Now, while I hate going to the doctor, I do understand that medical professionals are the bread and butter of any civilized society. Okay? So while a shutdown is going on, 
military hospitals and on-base medical clinics will stay open for emergencies only. Other types of care like inpatient or acute care or, you know, elective procedures or primary care appointments, those are all canceled. Hey, had to go get your back checked out. Sorry, pal, you're out of luck. Maybe, maybe your TRICARE will allow you to go off-site and go to a doctor somewhere else. And if you can't pay for your saline bags, life's going to get pretty tough. I thought that was good. You go in the military, you, you break your leg on a hump, you get airlifted back to the uh, rear and go to the hospital. And Well, it's not really an emergency. He's not going to die, so I guess it's like out to town to the off-base hospital. I, I don't know how they would do that. I guess... I guess maybe they would do it as an emergency. I don't know, but should you have to find out? Really? I'm not sure. I thought it was interesting. Uh, here's one I have no experience with is uh, on-base child care. So if you have a child you take to the base care, which uh, I no experience with whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. I have no idea how this stuff works. Um these centers, I guess, are going to stay open on a case-by-case -case basis. So some areas may keep their center open and scramble together some money. Some may not. So if you're a um, military guy or gal who has to drop their kid off so you can go do your job and do your training for that day, well, you're just out of luck. And what do you do when that happens? I mean, you absolutely need to drop your child off, your 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 infant to you know preschool, pre-K ch age child, so you can go do your job, and there's no child care available, and you're not getting paid. Are you supposed to? What are you supposed to do? Do do people pitch in? I mean, how does that work? I mean, if you've ever had to deal with this before, I would love to know. So drop me that email at Travis at OscarMikeRadio.com. I, I would love to know. I really would. But but seriously, if, if you if you're if the if the base child care you depend upon is closed, you're supposed to go to work. You're not getting paid for work. What happens then? If if by staying home are are you uh, on an authorized absence, or are you AWOL? I'm not sure. On, on a moral level, what the right answer is. So uh, let me know. Uh, last but not least, according to military.com, on base schools, the Department of Defense Education Activity Schools will stay open during a shutdown. However, all extracurricular activities just sporting events, plays, field trips, uh, science projects, science fairs, glee club, any kind of team building, they're, they're all canceled. Okay. And I, I, I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, if you can have your kid in class, why can't they go to football practice or volleyball practice or uh, debate club? Chess club. I mean, is it really? Do you, do you have to shut down chess club? 
because the government shut down. I mean, I played chess in the desert with a flashlight. I'm just curious. Again, if you know the answer to that question, drop me an email. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, let me know because I, I don't know. And, and here's uh, the, the last one for the podcast that we'll do, the, the King Daddy of them all. That I really got a kick out of. And again, I didn't really use um, the commissary when I was in the Marine Corps. Didn't have to. Didn't really need to go to the grocery store because I had the chow hall available. Um, when the government shut down, the commissaries also shut down. Uh, the exception is if you have a commissary on like a rural base where getting to an off-base or off-post grocery store would be considered um, uh, a hardship or the commissary is considered an essential part of the base. Uh, really, that applies to locations in Guam, Puerto Rico, uh, certain other areas. So, again, <laughs> to kind of tie this together, you're not getting paid, but expected to show up for work, okay? You're not getting paid, but you're expected to show up for work and train with, with no idea when you'll be compensated for your labor, which I appreciate the dedication from our service members, but on many levels, that is long. If you die during a shutdown, you will not receive gratuity, nor will your parents or family be able to travel to uh, see your body interred in a military funeral. Okay, that's that kind of sucks. If you have to move or change duty stations or do military travel during a shutdown, you are SOL. I hope TMO didn't pack all your stuff up. And I hope you are out of your um, school. Maybe you're one of those guys who got out of school and went home and, oops, you can't go anywhere. Darn. What are you going to do? Nothing's open. Doesn't make much sense. Nothing's open. But the fact of the matter is you can't move. And that could cause a lot of problems. And though, by the way, not only can you not move, but you're not getting paid. So you, it's hard to make alternate arrangements. Medical care is uh, iffy. If it's an emergency, we'll take care of you. But if it's not, ah, try uh, try the hospital out in town or I don't know. I, I'm serious. I, I, I want to know. I mean, I mean, what's an emergency in this case? Is a broken arm an emergency or is it just something you can go set somewhere else? Is... Is a migraine headache an emergency? I don't know. I mean, these are not questions I want to answer when I'm trying to serve my country is what I'm trying to get to, right? Especially one of the, one of the, the key cases here. You're a parent serving our country. You need to drop your child off at daycare so you can go do your job. You're not getting paid. Daycare's closed but you are expected to show up for work. 
How do you make that work? How is that right on any level? Oh, and by the way, because the commissary shut down and you're not getting paid and you have nowhere to put your child, it makes it that much harder to get food. Sure, you can go off base, but you got to spend money in a car to go off base with the fuel and gas and then go back on base. You see what I'm saying here? It, it's a it's a, it's a lose-lose situation. So again, I don't want to get into the particulars of why the government shut down. I don't want to do that. But I just wanted to bring some light as to what actually happens when the government shuts down, especially if they shut down for a protracted period of time. And then, as I've said before, and I will say it again, if you have a problem with this, if you have a problem with the way your senator or representative acted during this time, and, and you're really pissed off about it, you're really upset about it, and you're frothing at the mouth, and, and you, you, you put down the, uh, the, the, the clicker that has a football game on it long enough to really think about what to do next, there's only one thing you can do. You can make a list of who decided to support this where the government wouldn't shut down and who didn't. And if those people who didn't support keeping our military taken care of and fed and housed and with medical care and adequate um, you know, food and commissaries and PXs and stuff, if that really bothers you, you make a list of those senators, representatives that you know didn't back our people, because I've said this before, if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, and we should vote them out. Make a list, call it a hit list, I don't care what kind of list you call it, make a list of who's who, who didn't support our military, and vote them out. And go out and find people that will do what we want them to do. Because I don't care what side of the aisle you on. These people are supposed to work for us, not the other way around. And that's my problem. It feels like sometimes that we are working for them and they don't care about us. And that's all I can tell you. If you really have a problem with the way this, this, this whole thing's being done, then you have a, a duty and an obligation to make change. And I guarantee you, if enough people write these politicians and let them know what they feel about them and what they're going to do, they will pay attention. Okay? So, if when you're sitting there watching the Super Bowl, you know, thinking about the good times ahead, remember that this, this thing could potentially affect a lot of people that you say that you support. Okay? And that's all I'm saying is it, we, we have a chance here to shut up or put up and I want us to put our, our, our money where our mouth is, walk our talk and take care of our own and the way we can do that is by letting politicians know where we stand and what we're going to do. So yeah, I kind of ended it with a rant. I really don't care. Um, I don't know how I'd feel being told tomorrow to come to work and do my job with no expectation of payment anytime soon, no access to medical care no access to other benefits or uh, things I need to do to take care of my family. It'd be a pretty uh, 
I, I'd be pretty bullshit, to tell you the truth. And to expect our military to do it, to me, is un-American. So if you agree with me, great. If you don't agree with me, great. Uh, if you want to weigh in on it, my email is Radio. You can leave a comment on the blog post site on OscarMikeRadio.com. You can uh, opine on Facebook, drop me a Twitter feed, whatever you want to do. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Omar, and I am out.